I mean, I, I thought I thought Boy George was Brooke Shields when I was like eight. So, <laughs> oh my god! Like oh, as a little no. kid, like these, this is like what was going on in my head, like watching this with no, with no supervision, like you know, just being a latchkey oh. kid watching oh, these oh things. Oh my god! Yo, raised by a television. Peace and welcome to episode six of podcast Bloody, Bloody Podcast. podcast. A canonical Black Sabbath mini-pod powered by Callout Culture. In the episode, Alaska and I speak on the Behemoth Fifth Album by the band, and also the primary inspiration behind this podcast's title and theme music, 1973's Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. We had the distinct honor in sharing this build with our friends, Atlanta's own self-proclaimed music and film nerd, vegan warrior, and retired punk, one-fifth of dead-end hip-hop, plus host to the Frames Per Second and Is The Mic Still On podcast, Mike Seatown, and composer, multi-instrumentalist, producer, channeler, and animal lover, now living in Brooklyn, one half of Among the Rocks and Roots, one whole of Grey Wolf, plus a list of other solo and collaborative musical ventures, Abdul Hakim Bilal. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to podcast bloody podcast a call out culture experience um i am uh one of your co-hosts alaska i'm here with uh gang today gang how you doing hello how are you my friend i'm doing quite well um and today we're going to talk about another black sabbath record this time it is it's a monster of an album it's uh it's some people's defining album for this band mm. uh it is it's actually the, the album this podcast is named after it's a uh, Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, and today we are joined by by two guests. Um, if you if you all want to introduce yourself, uh, that would be awesome. Abdul, if you want to start. Yeah, I'm Abdul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I do all sorts of things at this point in my life. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I heard this album long a long time ago, and I was about 2007, so I think I was like. 16 or something like that mm. around that age or, and, and and mike um mike uh go mike c-town um i am part of dead and hip-hop um i also do my own channel where i kind of talk about um you know punk and metal records uh do reviews on stuff that wouldn't touch dead end um really and then I have a couple other podcasts as well. We talk about, you know, um, life shit. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of trying to bounce around here and get my get my feet into as many things as possible. That's what's up. So, right. so Abdul, you, you kind of touched on it, but um, why don't we talk about when we first heard this record and, and, you know, what we remember about our initial thoughts hearing it. So maybe maybe if you want to expand on, on your thoughts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I lived in like this, crazy dangerous section eight neighborhood for like that period of my life and i we had this one neighbor and it's just like random white kid he did not belong in this area like i was like and he would always like see me and nod and then i was wearing um a bad brain shirt and he kind of walked over to me and uh we started talking and he, and he smoked weed and all that stuff so we did that and then he put on this record and i'd, I'd never heard it before and I think the, the song he put on first was A Natural Acrobat. Mm -hmm. And I was floored by this song. I was like, 
what is this? He's like, you never heard of this? And that began my serious rabbit hole into this record. You know, it kind of mimicked my life at that point. It was yeah, like the drugs, the drinking, and the, and the kind of magic aspect of this whole thing. Uh, I was like all into those things simultaneously at that point in my life. Hmm. and it kind of like fit the bill and that's why i paid attention to it probably really strongly that's what's up i mean this this sounds definitely like heavy chaos magic <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> mike what about you um i heard this in high school when i was actually kind of first getting into metal um i didn't know shit so i was just kind of like buying up whatever um but there was a record store it's still here actually uh, called Wax and Facts. They used to have a metal box that was back in the corner and they would just have just random metal records in there. And I'd already gotten uh, Blizzard of Oz and I loved it. Uh-huh. And then someone said, oh, that dude was also in Black Sabbath. And I'd heard of Black Sabbath, but the only song I knew was that Iron Man song. And I thought it was stupid. So I was like, eh, <laughs> like, eh I, guess I'll, I guess I'll grab a Black Sabbath record. And I got lucky because when I went to the metal box, it happened to be uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Um, if it was Paranoid, I might have been like, ah, this band, I don't know. But I got Black uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, brought it home, and I fucking fell in love with it. Um, I, I no longer think Iron Man is stupid for the record, but in, in, in 10th grade, I was like, yeah, this song is really fucking stupid. But uh, but yeah, yeah. And this is actually my my number one favorite Black Sabbath album. Not sure if it's nostalgic because it's my first one or if it's because like the riffs are just so fucking good. But yeah. What about you, gang? Um like I've been saying in, in the in the previous episodes, this is this came in the vast collecting phase once i got the first couple sabbath albums i was just like going off just grabbing whatever cd it's all the all the aussie cds basically so i got i got the i got to this one eventually and um what i didn't realize was i actually heard the first time i heard sabbath Blake sabbath was probably one of the first times i actually heard them in a song in a context that was not iron man and not like Beavis and Butthead doing that thing. Um, it was in 1996's short film by Necro called 180 <laughs> <laughs> called 187 Reasons Letter Y. Yeah. And uh, I, I yeah, I bought that at Fat Beats, and there's okay. one scene where he has the 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 undercover cop has a it's, it's like drugged or whatever, basically, and like wakes up and then the, is seeing shit like the people have like masks on and there's like a dancing lady like old lady dancing and whatnot scary shit anyway that music is the score like the score to that necro short film is great because it's all just like sabbath and like cools you rap sam like originals and shit like that like get out my life woman that you know so anyway yeah that was the first time i heard it. i was like oh this is crazy like what is and, and and also on that film which was wild i didn't know this was i didn't know if this was intentional or whatever but like there's a cut in the record like there's like it's like some dust in the record so it's like that when you're hearing that riff you hear like this whoosh, 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 and it just added to the not mystique but maybe like just the it added to it added to the atmosphere it added to like almost maybe the terror uh, that I associated <laughs> with that riff originally. 
Um, but then, you know, I was happily, I was happy to like hear it again in it's like full context and like in it's album context, um, you know, once I got to the, to the album and yeah, immediately like really, really dug it um, for reasons we'll, we'll, we'll get into as we go along here, but yeah. Yeah. I, I have the embarrassing story of always thinking it was the greatest hits record, so I never listened to it. <laughs> uh, I don't like I in the last episode I admitted that I thought volume four was a live record, so I never listened to it until a couple years ago. It was the same case with this record. And then um so yeah, I heard it as a much older person and um I just was really sort of like floored at how different it is from all the other Sabbath records um that came before it and even the ones that come after it and uh it's it's a cool record, man. It's there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like it set forth like the entire '90s musical rock movement. Um, oh, we can get into yeah. that later, but oh, there's yeah. definitely I like a lot to say about that one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like I wasn't sure if I put that in the questions or in my notes to myself, but yeah, there's a lot going on there with this record. Especially the way you said that it influenced all like a huge chunk of '90s music. Um, I think it also influenced like the entire California West Coast desert rock, like stoner rock, every, it just influenced yeah. it. That you hear, yeah. you hear um, the Sabbath play, Sabbath all over that, all over the, all over the Caius uh, uh, Red Fang, you know, like oh, yeah. Sleep and on top of that, you know, Sleep even made a, an album called, like called Volume 4 for the mm. Sabbath, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. I, I, and that actually that this album turned me into the stone in my like after this album, I found sleep. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, wow. I found I found Jerusalem at that, which was obviously a monolith and another another topic. But yeah, that this this album like was my it like had me in its hands and guided me to the light of like heavier music. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they, they even talk about like having like the, the quiet and loud in um, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath that, you know, Nirvana and all them kind of like put towards the Pixies, but, right. you know, kind of like was heavy here. And there's like, here we're, we're like mother love bone kind of funk crews coming in and out and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, there's definitely like weird, like little, little things like touchstones that I hear in this record that I hear elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of what led me to think about it influencing so much of that error mm. and you know it might just be me being an idiot but no, I no think it's not. Yeah. yeah i think that's on point um mike any thoughts on on like on sabbath's influence beyond beyond the 70s beyond you know actually specifically to the 90s yeah yeah most definitely um i feel like we wouldn't have a lot of, like you were saying, the stoner doom stuff, um, especially like they they spawned one of my other favorite bands, which is I Hate God. Like they would not exist had it not been for those old school, dirty ass Sabbath riffs. In fact, I feel like a lot of that New Orleans, you know, kind of doomy stuff wouldn't now. exist without, yeah, yeah, even now, like, yeah, yeah. like all of those bands, they, they basically owe their entire careers to, uh, to Sabbath. I mean, blue cheer as well, but Sabbath mainly, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, they were, they were hugely influential to a lot of, a lot of bands. I mean, even thinking about not, not for nothing, but even thinking about like bands like the body um, who branch out and, you know, do a lot of like so-called like 
experimenting or at least like non-traditional approaching to their, you know, to their uh, their next album. Like one album will not be the same as the other album because this album was done with Hacks and Cloak and this album was done with, you know, a choir, you know what I'm saying? Or done, you know, with some, you know, I don't know, whatever, someone who plays a ukulele or some shit. And like, uh, like a a song like um, Who Are You? With the, mm-hmm. synth, with the synth line, it's just like that sort of, not just like the experimentation of it, but that sort of thing right there where like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go ahead and just make a whole, um, we're gonna make, we're gonna go ahead and just like ride out on like a synthesizer and like, just not, not be the, the prototypical um, or the archetypical like, you know, sludge metal or heavy metal guys that in Sabbath's case. Uh, you expect us to be, you know what I'm saying? So like that whole like left turn shit that like, cause I've seen like, like bands like that, like the body I've seen multiple times. I played with them before, you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't know, I don't ever know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like literally seen them like grinding their guitars with like full of hell, like just like 10, 10 heads on stage together, just like rubbing their guitars on the amps for like 20 minutes. It's just like a wall of just noise basically. And you can't even hear the drums, it's so loud uh and just like i don't know i mean i've definitely seen them do like more electronic stuff too so i think like sabbath definitely brought that in early um out the gate as well as far as like metal and like synth specifically because we, we've heard i think we heard some synths early in a couple earlier albums but just like <laughs> little little moments this is like full-on like yeah we're going for it yeah apparently this was ozzy got a move and just like learned how to play it while they were recording <laughs> and wrote oh, the yeah. song. <laughs> that, was, that was super cool to think about that yeah. too definitely i feel that way also about the influence of fluff on a lot of like heavier Mm. albums yeah because it is a nice it is an honest it's a welcome break or a welcome breath of of fresh air when it comes to such a uh like a heavy album i mean this album is is heavy but it's also like happy you know yeah that i can't really explain as that articulately but you know Mm -hmm. I was thinking the same thing and I kept reading how they thought it was like their darkest album. And I'm like, it's the most fun and happy album that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the topics in, in ways at that time and that time period, it could have been seen as, as dark <laughs> because of like the challenges to Christianity, the challenges to, to religion. Um, yeah. Like the idea of killing yourself to live, like killing your ego to actually gain freedom. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful I'm like, I really deep dive when I was like 16 years old. I was obsessed. I was reading all the lyrics, like trying to figure out their magical connotations and stuff like that. Like I was mm. really, really into that. And Fluff was one of those songs that was just like a nice, like, okay, when this is on, I can like write some stuff down and actually have almost like a meditative experience, uh-huh. you know? It's tender. It's yeah. Like super tender. Like <laughs> that piano, that's like the minute the piano comes in, you're like, wow. <laughs> and then yeah, like, the harpsichord that comes in the mix, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is, and it, it just goes for a minute, like builds for like four minutes. It's not like one of those one minute, 15 second interludes in the previous, you know, that we heard in the previous albums or whatnot. I'm extremely yeah. influenced by that song, oddly. <laughs> mm. Wait, how so? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
it's just like I my, my, my thing with like the way I like to write music is I like to try things that you're not going to expect and blend them together right mm. and uh, I recently um, did that on, on an album that's not even released yet but I decided to let's just do something beautiful you know mm. and then I right afterwards juxtapose it with something heavier but beautiful and like continue this beautiful thing until it gets darker and darker mm. and just I feel like the way that piano blends with the guitar it's it's meditative it's just it's like um what do you call it uh, uh I can't even think of the word like uh hypnotic hypnotic right. yeah like just like puts mm-hmm. you in a trance at least that's how I felt when I first listened to it and I still feel that way to this day mm-hmm. mm. Mike any thoughts on fluff yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 a precursor to like drone metal, you know, or like um, you listen to stuff that like Boris was doing um, and you can trace it right back. You know, yep. it's it's amazing that an album like this could influence so many different areas of metal. Um, but yeah, even though I'm not super duper into drone metal, um, I can definitely listen to a song like Fluff and be like, oh, yeah, I hear Sun here you know mm. um but yeah i mean it's it's i'm not gonna lie it's not one of my favorite songs on the album but it's definitely one of the most interesting songs on the album because it was just like why are you why are you doing this right now like, <laughs> what you know i mean i felt that way about you know, like planet caravan i was like why is why is this here right now what is going on but i think these guys were so forward thinking with what heavy metal could actually be and what evil could actually sound like. Like, I, I, I know, <laughs> I know Alaska, you put in the, in the notes that um, you didn't think this was one of their darkest albums, but um, I, I'll tell you when I, when I first got into this album, I'd heard stuff like, you know, Iron Maiden. Yeah. I'd heard stuff like Slayer and I didn't like Slayer at all when I first heard them, to be honest. Um, I was really into King Diamond. When I heard this, like this album actually sounded like what I thought Satanism sounded like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like when I first per- put this on, especially, you know, the, the mid riff of the first song that, you know, that I was like, oh, this sounds like, this sounds like some fucking Luciferian shit. I was only, I don't know, 14, 15. Yeah. But this sounded way darker and scary to me than fucking Tom Arai going, hell away, hell away. So I was like, this is stupid. 
this shit, it sounded mystical. It sounded creepy. And then reading, of course, decades later that they recorded this shit in the castle. Yeah. It all makes sense. It fits, mm. you know, yeah, like this album medieval. sounds like it. Yeah, it's definitely very medieval. Absolutely. Yeah. They, def- they, they, I mean, that's, that's also the energy that the energy is undeniable. Like that shit was present, like that mystical energy and whatnot. Like they were like, you know, tapped into like the, um, I mean, you know, uh, who was a butler? Giza was talking about yeah. like how he was like, st- you know, he and I, I feel like Tony would especially like tapped in with like um, the various realms of spirituality and like, mm-hmm. you know, lucid dreaming and things of that nature and whatnot. And like, you know, it's just, that shit is like palpable. It's not because it's palpable because it's not being like, it's not being put on. It's like, it's not being faked. It's, it's there, it's present. It's like mm-hmm. constantly present with them. And like, also like, yo, like the vocal quality, again, going back to like Ozzy's voice, like he just sounds like not like one, like nothing else that I've ever heard, especially at the moments, like when I was first hearing this, like back mm-hmm. in 90, whatever, even by 96 or whatever, I was like, I hadn't really heard anything like that. You know what I'm saying? And then like, yeah, this shit just, I could see why this shit would sound like, but like again terrifying or whatever or just like super you know well, menacing maybe i right. don't know you know yeah. well they did talk about especially geezer brother talked about how they he was like plagued with like nightmares mm. you know and like had crazy dreams while he was there and and they said they saw an entity or some a couple places yeah they said they the saw house. yeah there was like it would and go around were, the corner and disappear Exactly. And, and they were like scaring each other. They were causing a lot of chaos with one another. And I'm sure that like added to the, the, the menacing quality of this album. Certainly. Certainly. You know what really lent a lot to this album? Like, you know, like I said, I, I'd already heard Blizzard of Oz. Blizzard of Oz doesn't sound scary. It just it sounds it's a fun album. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not creepy or anything. But even though his voice was still similar on this album, it really to me at the time, because all I watched was horror movies. Me at the time, this sounded like this sounded like a little girl hidden in like a basement or something that was screaming <laughs> the whole fucking time. Because like a lot of a lot of the dudes that I I put onto this album later that were mostly into like death metal and stuff, they're like, this doesn't sound evil. This doesn't sound scary. I'm like, oh, but blah, 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 that sounds scary to you. But somebody fucking screaming mm-hmm. that sounds like they're chained up in a dungeon somewhere screaming. That doesn't sound scary to you. That's way scarier to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a wild desperation in his voice on this record. Yes. Yeah. It really is. I agree. It, it, even like the first six records, I think, there's something that like changed between Sabotage and Blizzard of Oz and the Diary of a Madman, where there's like, there's no more like need for him to say this stuff. Like it feels like yeah. if he doesn't say these words, in exactly this order and exactly this way, he might die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I think I think they're also on this like insane alcohol and cocaine bend. Yes. That, that like. Too. Yep. That it creates this this uh, almost beautiful desperation in his voice mm-hmm. as well. You know, and they they weren't really drying out anytime around that time. So no, <laughs> I, know, I know that Tony was like really trying, attempting to dry out. Right. No, Tony was, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think Ozzy or Giza was trying to trying to be on that train. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he almost died, so I think he had to try. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and wait, one of those by necessity. Is he the one they painted? No, no, that was Giza. Uh, no, that was uh, Ward. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. They they were dicks to Ward. Like the more you read about it, like he was sleeping with like daggers and stuff at that castle because he was yeah, they're messing with guys. Him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they almost killed him painting him gold while they were working on volume four. <laughs> and they just like treated him like shit. He sounds like it sounds like a real abusive relationship. Oh shit. That's why he's beating them drums crazy. Yeah. Like, like drummers are always yeah. treated like shit in bands, dude. Always. Yeah. Sometimes, you know? but sometimes it's sometimes it might be warranted. It depends. It depends. <laughs> Some of cats True. really want those drum solos. Be sometimes, <laughs> but nah, um, nah. Obviously, much respect to War. There wouldn't be Sabbath wouldn't yeah. be without War. You know what I mean? As, no, yeah. As we've like ad nauseum, we've made that point. Um, but uh, speaking about speaking of uh, Tony and and I mean he's basically the reason he's the battery behind this this work being uh, the way it is or being created because right they had a drought they were like they basically were just like yo like I right, we're we're coming off this crazy mission of or this crazy journey of doing what um, they did four albums in a few years only and yep. then toured did this monster you know been touring been playing shows whatever whatever but like specifically touring coming back from a tour and being like all right after volume four we're here we're back in la we're gonna write this record yeah uh nothing is happening you got we got we gotta get the fuck out of la mm-hmm. and 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 lock ourselves in a, in a potentially haunted castle and and you know i think like after time like this does like the story goes right iomi catches this riff to sabbath bloody sabbath and then it's on it's on it's on it's on which is like there's a lot of kismet present you know what i mean there's a lot of those moments where it's just like i mean we'll talk about the art and how that plays uh into the into the the album as well but just like just the fact that um they return to sort of like their 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 land so to speak mm-hmm. um and kind of come back to form because this this album to me like sounds like a ret- this is not like a continuation of volume four like in terms of, like the sonics or like you know what i mean like the the energy that was present there was i think a very singular thing to that 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 album itself um and maybe maybe that's just my 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 reading misreading of it but like for me this sounds this album kind of harkens back almost in, in in certain moments to those first that like the first three you know, what I mean, at least definitely like master of reality type type time. Like, um, well, regardless, more specifically, you know, why is why is that riff? Because we've been talking about it in in parts, but why is that riff to bloody Sa- Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, the title track, the opener? Why is that opening riff such a such a you know, I don't know, such a powerful or important moment? Um, and like a recognizable moment, I guess. Uh, Personally, I think that what was so dope about Sabbath was they were so good at finding the like, the power of simplicity, like, when you listen to that riff, there's nothing overly complex about it. There's like, it's just, it's simple and it's heavy and it's super infectious. Like when you hear that story of, you know, Iomi just being like, I, I can't, I can't write anything. I can't write anything. 
And then somewhere, somehow this riff pops into his head and he plays it for them. And they're like, oh yeah, we're back. Let's go. Like, I get it. I get it. Like when you put that shit on, you're like, wow. Yeah. There's nothing like you, you, when you put on the, the riff to fucking angel of death, it's like, oh yeah, ah, this is great. It's different with this. Like mm-hmm. this riff really fucking sticks. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally get it. But now can I, I explain exactly what it is that, that makes it so good? No, man. It's just something you got to feel. Right. Right. I, I think that the groove of this riff actually is really interesting. It's mm-hmm. almost like a, I don't know. I'm not like good at like counting when it comes to like riffs and stuff, but I was counting this like the, from the chug to the end, end of the, the riff. It's like a seven actual like, like rhythms intermitted like inside of that it's like it just like has this like mm. bounce to it and it's almost like i don't know like it has this i'm a i like i, I, I hate to say this out loud it's, it almost feels strange to say it, but it has like a hip-hop bounce to it like this like kind of uh like soulful like bounce to it that i i mm. i when i first heard it, i was like oh yeah i'm like and the way you know he plays drums, it just like man, come on, dog. He he hits right on those two middle ones that make it just you want to. I mean, it feels like you want to punch someone, you know. <laughs> like it just has that like soulful grit to it that I I still to this day like sweat think about it, you know. <laughs> right, that totally makes sense. I've always felt like they had such a bluesy feel to their music. Mm-hmm. You're. You, I agree with what you're saying 100%. I just never thought about the hip hop element. I always thought about the blues element because it just I could I could definitely see some old like muddy waters ass dude. In that's a, what I'm in a, saying. A, you know what I mean? Like in a club, that's just, but he's playing like a, a a more like stripped down kind of version of that. So yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. definitely see that. But now that you said that, some shitty ass rapper is totally gonna sample that shit and fucking ruin it. Yeah, it sucks. Tom I'm McDonald sorry. is totally gonna fucking go over Savage Bloody Savage. <laughs> it's gonna be your fucking fault for bringing this. Oh shit up. god damn! Hasn't it has already been used? <laughs> I'm sure it has. It, it, it I'm might, sure it, might it has. Have. It might have. Yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of instances of, of sampling Sabbath, but yeah, um, probably. I don't know. You might have to who sampled that. I think you're who sampled yeah. it right now. I think I see that happening right now. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone in like someone in like the Czech Republic probably rhymed over. It. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like the happen. Beastie Boys or something rhymed over. It. <laughs> no, they, I mean, you know, they did the sweet. They did Sweet Leaf, right? Sweet Leaf, yeah, right? That's sweet what it was. Leaf. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, ramen, ramen stealing. So, I think that's the name of the joint. The cardigans um, covered it. Okay, interesting. <laughs> oh, whoa, really? Idea. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, they cover they that's cool. cover a Sabbath song every record. The that's, cardigans, yeah, right. The cardigans, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah it's, it's I'm kind of cool blown cover. away by that. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of I'm blown away. It's, by it's that. real, like sort of like jazzy. Just 
It sounds, it sounds like you're getting brunch. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow. Uh, but you know that what we're talking about too is like you mean we're talking about the groove. We're talking about you know this 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 groove feel, right? Like, and it further gets accentuated in the swing of like that 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 breakdown that happens at the three three minute eighteen mark. You know what I mean? With the da, 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 da. like how can you not twist, how can you not twist your face up to that? First and second, like we since the jump of this uh, this mini pod series, like we've been talking about like the funk element in, mm-hmm. in Sabbath, how funky they are. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like this is more a return to the original, perhaps like three records than a sequel to the volume four, because Absolutely. volume four, they're more so like tearing into like a, a, a more, you know, I think Alaska, you you might have you might have mentioned you might have said this is their most metal, uh, like yeah, like yeah, like their most metal front to back record, to back yeah, to that Where, point, right. Whereas like if you listen to like the Wizard, or like I don't know, plenty shit on those first three records, like there's there's just so much like we said, blue soulful like that's, but like funk 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 like what what is and what does hip hop come from? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all of those things we just mentioned. So, uh, but especially yeah. the funk, like where those park jam, where those break beats come, where mm-hmm. those break beats are funk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the riff you were just talking about, like the real heavy, like slowed down one, like when it down tunes a little bit, Jesus. it should just like, it sounds like the tanks in Terminator rolling over skulls to me. Like, <laughs> it's just like the vision that comes into my head. It's so like, yep. I mean, Mike, when you talk about soul. being evil, like that's yes. the most evil shit. And then like the way Ozzy's singing there, like, like he just watched his whole family get run over by those tanks. Yeah. It's, just, it's wild. He sounds like he's rest, screaming. Th- but know? then there are other parts where it's like, I'm at a Dave Matthews concert. On the record, not on that song. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, Uh, no, that that that, my bad. Go ahead, Apple. His high pitched uh, cadence at that is just like a a strangled cat feel. Yes, that is just like honestly, I I'm telling you right now, there's I feel like it influenced a lot of black metal out there. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that high, that high, like let me add a little bit of guttural to that, but it's just like that high frequency squeal yeah that's that like shows you like like almost agony yeah and and the contrast in the sounds too just like it really it hits you in a weird way right it's like it makes your feelings tingle yeah yeah. that 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 riff and everything that's going on with the band is so low i mean like that riff Mm -hmm. is almost like indiscernible you know what i mean like it's just like wait what like how did you get how did we get here and like how is this even happening like you know what I mean? Uh, it shit is so it's ah, shit's crazy. Shit is crazy, and that's yeah. that's the that's the tone setter for the album. Like from from here on out, like this is this is this is like a blast of uh, reinvigoration. You know what I mean? Like holy smoke, are you serious? I feel like that riff spawned. Like I I feel like it really spawned a natural acrobat. Like I feel like he wrote the first riff mm-hmm. and then tried natural acrobat I was like you know this doesn't really fit that well and then like keep going but I feel like that riff came out of that riff for some reason
similar, like Chef Kiss Pit similar. I, I agree I, with you. Yes. When I was listening to that this morning, I was like, there's just, even the way Ozzy sings certain phrases or certain melodies, they're like offshoots of the Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath yeah, melody as well. Yeah, no, I, that's the, like, I, my, my note for natural, uh, a national acrobat was perfect one, two, one, two uh, punch mm -hmm. combo following the opener. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yep. uh, again, to their sequencing, to the sequencing game has, has been pretty, pretty spectacular from, from jump. So, yeah, uh, I wish I knew someone that had actually seen them back in those days. Cause I would have, I would love to know how it felt the first time you went to a concert because moshing wasn't really a thing, but I just love to know, like, how did it feel when they first played that fucking mosh part that influenced oh, yeah. all <laughs> other mosh yeah. parts? Like, what did people do? Like, I just don't, I don't know. It's mine. Cause I mean, I've, I've met plenty of people who have seen Pink Floyd, who've seen Merciful Fate. I've seen, I've met those. I've never met anyone that no, has they, seen. They like, just fainted. They weren't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Cause like, what else do you do? It's like, like you said, it makes you want to fucking punch people. Like that, yeah. that riff comes on. It's just like, I want to break everything around me. Everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just, yeah. you see some, you see some footage and it's just people swaying. I would be so angry. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one gets, no one gets turned to dust. It's just like yeah. a lot of long hair just swaying slowly. <laughs> they're uh, they're they're like paisley flower power shirts slowly yeah. turned to like black leather vests, <laughs> denim jackets. Uh, but the crazy thing about that song is it's not an evil song. Right. It's uh, a recap of their first four records mm -hmm. in their career. It's like, mm -hmm. it's what we've yeah. been up to, you know, yep. in case you're just catching up now on season five. But see, I'm glad I didn't know that when I first yeah, heard the same. album. Because yeah. I was same. like, oh, they're, 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 they're worshiping Satan. This is great. They're worshiping Satan. Yeah. But no, I mean, I didn't learn any of this stuff until way, way, way later. Yeah. But, but yeah, that song is fucking perfect, man. It really is. Factual. But Factual. then it, it leads into fluff and then... Sabacadaver, which is arguably, god damn. song is ridiculous when i first heard that i was like knee deep i probably like like i don't know four or five bong rips in i was just like staring at the wall and just seeing visions of this song just <laughs> opening right in front of me i was like this song is powerful this song is is a real real powerhouse right there you know? yeah and it's perfect because it's number four on an eight track album you know, right, right. Talk about that. It lands right. You know, it just lands mm -hmm. right, right after fluff. You, that's right after fluff. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I get chills thinking about that. <laughs> that. 
that's it's, the one that popped in my head when I read Alaska talking about it being kind of a happy album. Yeah. Cause that, that, that riff always gave me like thin Lizzie vibes. So I yeah. definitely felt like a, you're like, that's the one where you're just like, yeah, yeah. Like feel like good. Yeah, you feel <laughs> like, yeah. Like a convertible and shit. Like you're having a go. But the rest of it sounds dark, but that one definitely is probably the most fun song on the album, but it's, it's so goddamn good, man. It really is. <laughs> the whole way through, even the, yeah. the last, like, the, like, that's just, it needs that, you know? If, yeah. if, it, if the album didn't have that, I would notice something was off, you know? Mm. Like, it, it, that had to be the end of that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, that, that's the one that always catches me off guard because I'm always like in Sabbath for a certain thing, you know what I mean? Or, or like a certain set of things or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it's, uh, I hear the beginning riff and I'm like, it's a little faster. And I'm just like, oh yeah, this is like that, that like, like you said, like Thin Lizzy, like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Like we're here now. And then, but I, I'm just like, yeah, up-tempo Sabbath still goes so fucking heavy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's still, and then, that to me that that has to do a lot with like the compelling arrangements like mm-hmm. you know we, we're talking about the very we've been talking about various changes in each song you know what i'm saying and like how like there's a piano and a little bit of a synth thrown in here as well like this is like the first appearance i think of the synth the the, the you know the infamous synth on this album and then like yeah. you have that piano coming back from fluff i mean the you know, the piano is like like going off at the end <laughs> oh, it really is honestly i feel like people don't talk enough about the drums in this song without the that when when the when that rip the rip starts coming that's the way he like had that little like that bounce to it without the so, without in a synth like growing into it it's just like the drums to me really kind of guide that whole song yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's all rick wakeman from yes Oh, I did not know that. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. That Wait, makes what? so much sense. Yeah, they were recording. Uh, yes, was also recording um, at the same studio, and they and he came in and he just jammed with them at the end and like, God, you know, that makes so much they, sense. Yeah. Whoa. So that yeah, that's the keys. That's yeah. That's the keys and the the piano at the end is recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes wild sense. That does make wild. Or the sense. the mini moog. The mini. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Damn, yeah. I mean, shit. it gets mad. It gets super funky too. Uh, like after yeah. that, 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 the breakdown is crazy. Like the holy shit breakdown at like a minute and fifty seconds or so, where you first hear the synth and all that, and then like Ozzy's just wailing about to 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 his lovely lady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like, Jesus, this the is way, yeah, this is crazy. That gives me chills, man. Yeah, Jeez, his voice on there is just. Perfect. Yeah.
like tambourines, tam- tambourines that enter the picture again. You know what I mean? Seriously. Um, and it, and it, it like that. That's the shit too. Like you, it's like that funky groove metal kind of energy. And then like you realize that this is like a love song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and then um, like a love letter, so to speak. And then like it's the opposite of Evil Woman, I guess. Which in in retrospect or whatever, like when you listen to it as an adult, like can kind of seem a little juvenile just as far as like, I mean, you know, scorned, whatever, whatever, but like, relax. Uh, and then like- you said it's the original wildflower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, the, the, the song that has to get skipped sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, just even having the, again, like do, going off on like this, like flipping a non-metal, like the most, doing like the most non-metal shit and making it heavy or making it metal at the end of the day, like that fucking piano, especially going off of the end. It's just like, what? Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Man. It's <laughs> madness. I love that you hear the sticks get put down at the very, very, very end. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're done. I, that was a sick, that was a sick drop. Was like, I landed that son. <laughs> we out. Wow, right. <laughs> the mic drop shit. Wow. As, as a drummer, I highly I man, I listen to that song just almost for the drums too. Just mm. that that level of controlling the groove is 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 masterful. Mm. Yeah. And I like dream of being that good, you know, mm. at controlling groove. Yeah, like Ward, Ward is the best drummer ever in my mind. Oh, truly, <laughs> like, truly, yeah, truly. Word. Nobody's close. Mm. Mm. Do you see? Do you see that uh, in Abdul specifically? Do you see that in this? Like, do you see Ward controlling the groove that powerfully, or or sal- you know saliently through? throughout the whole album or, or just mostly on like, or is it mostly just- I, Throughout the whole album, I, I think yeah. I like, like I said, I'm a drummer. So like when I first listen to something, I always hear the drums first. And it's also, I think partly because I'm also like a hip hop person as well. Like I just like the, the, the drums are really important to me. Mm-hmm. And he, his drumming single-handedly influenced hundred, like just ma- a massive amount of genres, just like the way, way you can command groove is this like second to none right yeah like sabbath plays sabbath he hits at the right times right. to make that riff if that riff was played in an acoustic guitar in a bar it doesn't hit the same but if you add drums you know a little like one two it doesn't hit the same but the way he plays them makes it hit even harder like you, you, right. you couldn't have made that riff heavier if he tried yeah you know yeah god i think of i think of sabbath bloody sabbath as being like the yeah the the, the groove controller joint but you know i mean there's there's so many other moments of that and national acrobat too like that to me like that song going back to that song real quick too like that is like the master reality return moment or whatever that's like that the feel the feel is there like the tempo the funk and the breakdown where um iomi takes the lead and then it's just like the band just kind of like dips back and it's just like ozzy saying you gotta believe yeah like that shit is crazy (laughs) What yeah, and then it's... <laughs> um, and then topically it's 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 wild on point for them too as far as like you know what they what they've been talking about like I feel that's why I keep saying like it's like a very like master of reality kind of moment or like um I don't know I just think like 
That's one of my, it's one of my favorite Sabbath joints. It's one of my favorite joints on this album, just because like, it feels like they're spinning the block and being like, Hey, yeah, like we can still do this. And like, we're still <laughs> fucking great at it too. Like, like, you know, it, it plays this balance of like introducing evil to the picture and then closing it with, um, you know, live your life right. And, you know, you won't end up like sun on the front cover of this album. <laughs> Very true. Like, look at the, the back cover too. That, like, right. that, that perfect hue blue mm-hmm. that has this like sorrowful, mournful feel to it. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't know that, that the back of the album existed until like I bought the album myself. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what? I, admit, I, didn't get, I didn't see this. It's just like funeral rites, you know? It's, it's uh, but peaceful too at the same time. I don't know. Right, right. What's his name? Drew. Uh, Drew Stutz, Stutzman or Stutzman? Yeah, he. I already didn't listen to the album before we did this. That's the craziest that part. That blows my mind. Like, how is he? Like, that's a psychic thing. They said yeah. a psychic like thing to him, and he had some crazy lucid dream and just did this. Right. He did it. Yeah. 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 He said it was like the the two ways that you could die. Like people see it as evil, and he's like. It's really how you live your life. Like the whole record is about that. Like how you live your life. You could have the horrible death on the front or the wonderful one on the back. Mm-hmm. And it's just a continuation of the journey. He also said he only got paid $250 for that. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had to have pushed him some extra chunk later. They had God to. Guy said he said he never got anything else for That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. he, said, he said that he just saw himself as a working artist and was like, cool. Yeah. I mean, you know. It is what it is, you know. He's doing all right now. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. already doing Star Wars, Indiana Jones, <laughs> right. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Puppets. He's good. It was a wrap. Yeah. 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 Y'all got to start somewhere. You know, everybody did Everybody exactly. did a verse for free back in the days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get paid with publicity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, was that, the, that the original for the love? For the love. Yeah, exactly. For the, love. Yeah, for the culture. For the culture. Right. <laughs> Yo, but I so how how important would you say like this artwork stands because like you know this is following this is again I think like this is like one of those like head bust moments where like we're back to this like we're like locked in again we're tapped in again because like you look at volume four like Alaska Dead thought that shit was a live record because it was just like hey like it's a it's a silhouette of like Ozzy raising his arms and it says volume four it does you know what I mean like it's and the masters of reality was just like yeah. <laughs> It was like a car ad. It was like a mud flap tractor trailer or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, though, like iconic, I think in colorway, like yeah, uh, yeah, and and also I guess the minimalist of minimalist approach of it. But like for sure, like we're talking about, you know, thinking about I think like the first album for me and how that album art connects <laughs> with the music and mm-hmm. one thing leads to the other. Like I can't. I listen to the first album and I hear like, you know, I hear like Black Sabbath and I can't, or just, I go through that first album and I like, every time I blink, I see that scary woman on the front. You know what I mean? Like this album, when I hear like Killing Yourself to Live or Sabbath, Mm -hmm. Bloody Sabbath or National Acrobat, like songs like that make me think about like literally like more so the front cover than anything else. Um, And then, you know, the back cover could be a fluff or, or, you know, it could be, that 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 peace and transcendence with your family around you, et cetera. Et cetera. Or, a, or a spiral architect. Back. Yeah, spiral <laughs> architect. Super. That's like that's a triumphant. Oh my god. Yeah. It's yeah. the best. It's my favorite it's song. Great I, album. 
Bring me to my funeral with that going on. I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> with the strings too? The strings, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. They said that um they didn't know what they wanted the orchestra to do. And then Ozzy just like hummed mm. it to them on the day and they picked it up and, and played it. Yeah, I heard that too. That, that, to me, that's like low key in my dream come true. If I ever had ability to do that, that would be, I would oh, cha- yeah. change my perspective on everything. But yeah, <laughs> that Spiral Arch- Architect was the best way to end that album. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially yeah. after look, looking for today. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good, good triumphant, like, wow, ending, you know? And yeah. it, it, to me, it's like, it's how you turn the record over and you see the, the cover. And that's the end, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I just like, boom, okay, yep. I was super heady when I was younger. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> did, did a lot of mushrooms and, and weed and, you know, I, I saw things with this album. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I'm not surprised. How can I say that I would be surprised at that? Sure. So, do do you all know like the like the DNA story with that song? No. Um, so, gang, I I told you the wrong song before, but um, so oh. when when Butler was writing the lyrics, he said that he made like um a natural a national acrobat and this song companion pieces. So, a national acrobat is about like DNA and like how, what determines which sperm is the one that gets to break through and fertilize the egg. Wow. And then right. this is the, the idea of what like your lived experiences do to you and your DNA and like how that attaches to you and your makeup. I was doing a lot of drugs at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah Geezer is, is just on point at all times. All times, yeah. Yeah. That's that dude. Hmm. That honestly, his his writing influenced my writing a lot too. Like, yeah. It's He's just, brilliant. He really is. He really is. Do you find positive, a positive person? Yeah. Yeah. Do you find like spiral architect, especially to be like more of like Butler's more, um, or Geezer's more like abstract prose than like, like a War Pigs, obviously, or, or you know, mm-hmm. even, the, even the Wizard or something like that. Like, I feel like there's a lot more rev- rev- like revelation in the choruses, but like the verses are, are a lot more, um, especially on Spiral Architect, a lot more like, how do I say? Like not non sequiturs, that's not, maybe that's not the term I'm looking for, but like, yeah, just like, cryptic i don't know yeah i was just it was a thought i had because i was just like i alaska you you had mentioned the dna thing to me and yeah. i like i like made the you know <clears throat> i probably thought about this in in the past when i was like spending time with the album and being like well spiral architect okay and i think like at some point in our in in our um, 
<clears throat> Adam's family rhyming career, <laughs> you know, being that like heady with the shit. I feel like Spiral Architect was an easy lead to DNA. Just be like, oh yeah, yeah, DNA Spiral. Yeah, I, yeah. I was, I'm surprised we didn't have a song or a, a subgroup called Spiral Architect. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spiral Architects with a Z at the end. With a Z, of course. <laughs> um, but you know, but then like reading the lyrics, I'm like, oh shit, like this is this is like you need to spend time decoding, I feel like, some of this. If you didn't yeah. have the chorus to kind of yeah. like lead you through it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah. Uh ha, 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 ha. that's that's what I was saying when I was younger. Like I, I spent so much time trying to decipher this album. Because honestly, it was my introduction to metal as my introduction to, to more heavier stuff or this this like phase of genre and i did it was it was interesting like i just wanted to understand like why because i i I'd heard i just heard a zeppelin before that you know and zeppelin kind of and didn't they record in the same castle yeah they had like that? apparently there was like a, a jam session that was never recorded between the two bands like bonham wanted to play i think on one of the songs and they wouldn't let him <laughs> yo he, he wouldn't he wouldn't have killed it i'm sorry no you can't you can't do it buddy sorry no today. Yeah. step off that, i never thought about this but that's crazy how i just i found zeppelin and i could i feel like it was two weeks later i i met this kid and learned about side of police sabbath mm. really interesting I think, I think my pops i mean i think i was sort of similar to kind of similar to my story with them like my pops had a, uh, like a Zeppelin box set and between that and like Pink Floyd and like Deep Purple, like that was like his shit. So like, I was like, well, what's the heavier shit? And then that's how I got to Sabbath. I was like, I know it exists. I like, I definitely heard it. And like, you know, seeing that Necro movie in 96, was, which is when I started to get curious about this again. Um, kind of, I guess, you know, helped me on it. Definitely was like proof that like this existed at that time. Like something this heavy, this like whatever you want to call it, evil or sinister or whatever, menacing, or whatever, uh, had you know existed back when. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm searching for the holy grail, so to speak. But word, favorite songs. This is tough. Yeah, come on, man. That's evil to say. You're evil for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're lucky. Out, we don't ask about the favorite members. Uh, you know, ranking the members anymore that we used to yeah. do earlier on. Nah. I mean, yeah, honestly, exactly. <laughs> to me, to me, the most significant member, and, I, and I'll go to the grave with this one, is the drummer, of course. War, sure. Come on, dude. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. A great, a great band, if you don't have, if you don't have a good drummer, it's, you, you, it's like you can't be great. Right. You can't, you know? Control the flow. Right. Yeah. What if I said it was Dio? <laughs> so it's the richie blackmore album dude from rainbow i mean i actually i actually legit love dio but um i i don't know i'm not i'm not i don't know i i feel like it's funny when when we have black sabbath conversations and i'm like you guys just don't just don't fuck with don't fuck with dio huh yeah motherfuckers I, get I, mad I, they get mad They're like what the fuck the fuck you know my I'll, I'll be honest with you. I never got into Dio. It oh, just kind of, it kind of, it kind of flew away from me. You know, same. 
Dude. And to be completely oh. honest with you, it's 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 completely because after this, I found sleep, and then I found Electric Wizard, and then I got sure. further, further into obscure sure. metals. And obviously, now that I'm wearing a Leviathan shirt, kind of like, you know, I, I got to obscure metal really quickly after this. Yeah. Well, this, you guys, this, but this all... slingshot me. It's a slingshot, you know? <laughs> Y'all all need to listen to, to Holy Diver. Y'all need to oh, listen to Last in Line. Please. Last in Line of Holy Diver. Right. Great. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm going to get it, I'm gonna get it yes. right now. Please do. I just remember. Things. I mean, I'm sure people. Said this time time. I remember being like a kid and watching that, and I was like, "Why is Rhea Perlman in a band?" <gasps> I hate <laughs> you, dude. Oh my god. I, I mean, it's, little, it's legit, I, though. It's legit. It was, yeah. I was little. I was like, "What's going on?" I mean, I I thought I thought Boy George was Brooke Shields when I was like eight. So. <laughs> oh my god. Like oh, as a little no. kid, like these, this is like what was going on in my head. Like watching this with no, with no supervision. Like you know, just being a latchkey oh. kid watching these oh, things. Oh my god! Yo, raised by a television. Dead. I'm super dead at For real. Wow. Yo. Oh my. That god. that has to be an interlude of a, of a track. You you talking about boy George right there? Jesus. Yo. Man. I'm dead in tears. Like that shit. That's <laughs> And yeah. I love Culture Club, so you know. Sorry, Boy George. I have a lot of respect for Boy George, so yeah. I feel like Boy George would not be upset by that. Nah, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you're right. Nah, not at all. Okay. So I. Right, how many, we how many songs do we get? We're ducking the question here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how many do we get? Two, three. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You got to get one, and then we're all getting it tattooed on our arm after this. Yeah, basically. Yeah, right on our neck. Boom. Yeah. Can I get a tramp stamp instead? Yeah. Yeah, whatever you want. Wherever you want it, really. It It has to be fluff. Yeah. 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 Fluff Fluff right in the tramp stamp. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'll go. I'll go. Because, I mean, I already have my my three. Like, easily, for me, it's... um, It's Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, National Acrobat, and Killing Yourself to Live. Those are my three. There we go. There we go. Oh. I'm gonna have to agree with that, except I'll add Sabacadabra instead of uh, killing yourself to live. Mm. I, I'm a sucker for that groove. Yeah. It just it, that's a really kind of made me fall in love with this album because I did I didn't expect it. And honestly, lovely land. It's yeah. like that. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'll never get over that. It'll yeah. be something in my in my soul for the rest of my existence, you know. Alaska, let's go. Yeah. All right. I mean, for me, it's Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Sabra Cadabra, and Spiral Architect. Ah, true. Yeah. And depending yeah. on the day, it's going to be a different one as yeah. as the top spot. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 with Mike, and I mean, I guess I'm with both the uh, both Mike and Abdul on this. Like Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, National Acrobat, and then. Uh, that third spot. I mean, sometimes I'm sometimes I'm who are you? I mm. like the I like that outlier. Yes. You know, I like the slow too. I just I just love the slow, but
days I might be a killing yourself to live. Or, or um, you do be liking slowness. I like. I, I respect I, it. I do. Yeah. I do be fucking with the slowness. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but we yeah, have yeah. to do a sun type band soon. <laughs> I mean, I when when Mike said, you know, don't fuck with the drone metal, or you don't fuck with the drone metal. I was just like, damn, really, Mike? Like, mm-hmm. I know it kind of hurt a little bit. I was like, yeah. ugh, jeez. The older I get, the faster my metal has to be. I don't oh, know wow. why that is. But like when I was younger, I liked that kind of shit. I liked yeah. grief. I liked really slow grief stuff. Grief is my shit. As I get older, it's just like I need I need a whole bunch of this, or I'm I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna die or some shit. I don't know. I can listen to <laughs> slow music from other shit. Like I listen to a lot of folk stuff, but mm. when if it's got, metal, it needs to be fast. I gotta send you my lot radio black metal mix that I did the last other week. <laughs> Please do. Pretty oh, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah you know um yeah i mean that's boris 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 is kind of a good band for oh the, yeah the whole mix mm-hmm. of us because they do uh, every, they kind of do everything great so they, yeah they're, they do american music better than americans yeah for sure <laughs> much better than us <laughs> i think we're we're pretty much there i mean you know if you guys want to rank it where you feel in canon but mike already came in guns blazing top of the yeah. list yeah it is <laughs> it is the top of the list for sure yeah. and I did see the note that you said it was a jam band album. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to agree on that one. To be honest with you, like mm. that. I mean, I love jamming. I love kraut rock. I love about mm-hmm. the whole. I don't care if your song is 20 minutes. I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so this this album single handedly like made me like fall in love with the jam, and that's why mm. a lot of my songs are like over 10 minutes long. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Among, among the rocks it, and roots. Hey. It definitely has that uh, that feel to it to me, where it's like more than the other record. Even though the other records had like sort of instrumental breakdowns, I think it's the incorporation of the additional instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like you know, I, I mean, I joked around like Dave Max before, but you know, sort of like just like elements of like that '90s jam band scene where it was mm-hmm. like something weird happens throughout the jam, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Let's go on that road real quick, you know? Okay. I, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't mad at that comparison at all when you said, is this a jam band? I was like, yeah, it's totally a jam band, you know? Like, I, I don't like a lot of jam bands, but I mean, there are there are some that I really do like, but I think that what makes this sound like a jam band is there are parts that don't feel like they're rehearsed. They just feel like they're yeah. just going off of a feeling. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the better part of jam bands like yeah we can shit on dave matthews they're terrible but they're yeah. fucking incredible musicians I don't oh without question anyone yeah. says they're incredible musicians but like one of my other favorite bands is a band called comus and they did the they did the same type of shit where it's like you put on a record and there'll be a random part and it's like y'all didn't rehearse that shit it sounds like y'all just walked into the studio mm-hmm. and y'all just played whatever y'all felt and it just came together perfectly there are multiple moments on this album that feel like that so yeah definitely a jam mm-hmm. band but a good jam band. I mean, my, my brother's like a the fish greatest. head. Is it what? My brother's a fish head. Oh man. Oh, wow. And yes. um, you know, I, I don't I don't like fish, but um I've gone to a couple shows with them. Mm-hmm. And like I see the sort of magic of watching a band figure it out live. Yes. And that, dope, that's right? cool to me. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Like I would never throw on a fish record, but I was like, oh, we're 20 minutes into this song and you guys are just coming back around to the beginning that's cool yeah um but that that's sort of what i felt in a lot of these songs where it's just like 
you know, like you were saying, like they're figuring it out as they go along, which is kind of cool. Even though they probably figured out before they recorded it, but you could tell it was written through that process. I feel like that's honestly, I'm trying to think of like another band like Swans would would be like another Mm -hmm. comparison to that. Is it like, you can hear their their albums, yeah. right? And it's a yeah. lot of jam, but like especially their, their older stuff. Like if you go to the eighties and you listen to like their live versions of those eighties tracks, you're like, how did they do that? It's just like because they were jamming. And I feel like a lot of these bands are like like this album in general, um, Sad Boy Sabbath. They're probably jamming a ton, and they were like, you know what? We like this, this, and this. Let's run, let's run through it. That's a, that's that's a great way to write music, God, because that really catch some miracles in there. Exactly. You know? uh, yeah. Especially with the context that they were coming out of a drought, you know, coming out of a creative mm-hmm. drought. It's just like, well, how do you, you know, improvisation, the improv, improvisatory like approach is definitely a, a, a mean way to get your battery charged up again, get some, you know, catch some lightning in the bottle type shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wouldn't have thought about Jam Band. Wouldn't have thought about associating that with, with Sabbath ever. But yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I'm not mad at it. Gang, where do you rank this in yours? uh i i was every time i listen to it 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 it, it's at least one of my favorites Mm. you know um i think it's a special i think it's a special and an important album so uh it's it's somewhere in the top five no it's somewhere in the top three easily i just don't i you know some days it could be my favorite some days it might it might be after uh you know, maybe um 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 hmm, damn. Huh. Maybe I think maybe it, it competes with Master or the first one. Yeah, it's 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 jousting with the uh, it's got the American Gladiator, you know, the rubber the rubber jousting joints like those those <laughs> those bow staffs with like the pillows at the end. <laughs> it's doing that with those albums. <laughs> Whoever gets knocked off that day, um, is is second place. But yeah. So it's definitely Sabbath, Sabbath to me in Volume 4. Really oh, kind of yeah. Volume 4 is so good. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like two separate bands, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Masters of Reality is like the, the sort of year zero point. You have like the first two records, Master, and then you have Volume 4, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, and Sabotage. Just mm-hmm. as like this other completely like heavier band. Right. Right. <laughs> that's why i love it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i would probably put it in my top top three i think yeah like i, I would go sabotage volume four and then this yeah Ooh, sabotage it's not not, not sabotage is my choice. favorite sabotage yeah. is, is my third but honestly so some, some days if you slip into the first i'm like oh it's just, just too heavy it's too yeah. good it's you know? so goddamn oh. good <laughs> jesus so Sleeping I'm gonna have to sleep. agree with you with that the top three for sure. Like mm-hmm. those would be my top three, hundred percent. Right on. So yeah. I, I guess on that note, do uh do either of y'all have anything you want to promote? Yeah, yeah. This is the this is the ending credit section. I'm not promoting yeah. shit, my friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. do this shit. Yeah. This is you're the guest. Go in. Yo, I'll I'll promote. I do have a project named Grey Wolf. I released an album called Path Further. It's a solo black metal album written by me. Um. It's, I love it. Uh, I also am working to finish an album with Among the Rocks, and it's called Pariah. Uh, it is our third and a third uh, ending to the trilogy, and it is massive. And it's not out yet, but it will be in March or April. 
uh, double OP, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I um, I mean, I'll promote my 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 normal shit. Um, I'm gonna promote my shit. Fuck that in hip hop. Like, get it. They get they get enough promotion. Um, yeah. Uh, go to mikectown.com. M y k e c t o w n dot com. Um, you know, not really fuck that in hip hop, but it's 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 all rap. <laughs> it's all rap shit. You know, it's that's that's very average. It's very common right now. But I feel like there's not a lot of voices. And I'm so glad I've met um, Abdul. But um, there's not a lot of voices with black folks talking about outsider culture, outsider music. So um, yeah, go check out my channel. I show a lot of um, punk records. I show a lot of hardcore records. I show a lot, lot, lot of metal records. And um, yeah, man, I'm just looking to kind of push the black weirdo idea out there a bit more outside of the fashion aspect of, you know, people like Wayne and Childish Gambino. But um, (laughs) nothing against them, but you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, you know, I just want more black folks to be into this type of shit. So yeah. So, and, uh, that is it's true. Come out yeah. to come out to some shows in New York. I would love to. Yeah, there's definitely. Seriously. Some, I mean, there's some. Wait, you're you're in Atlanta right now. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the name of that band? Uh, that's a new. There's like a not newer, but oh yeah, like younger hardcore band uh, from Atlanta. I just heard about that. Super. They they go they go crazy. Um, I'll send you I'll send you the info. Yeah, please do. Uh, not plaything. Uh, some shit. But yeah, anyway. Work. <laughs> Alaska, how about you? No, I got nothing to promote, man. You got nothing I, to promote. I mean, no, I, I mean, I got stuff in the works, but I don't like to talk about it until it's done. Um, I right. learned that for all my years in Adam's family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, and that you reminded me. I'm, you know, go check out the Flat Fidelity podcast, latest episode. Oh, right. Yeah. 53. Mm-hmm. I'm talking enough, enough shit, uh, talking enough history on that. A lot of Adam's family talk, some MF Doom oh, talk, shit. Uh, okay. the, telling the story about a little bit about the time that uh, Shamar won, the Bortle won, the fight old dirty bastard, and then almost getting us in trouble with MOP at the same time at Planet 28. Uh, that was a good old, good old afternoon. That was a Sunday too. Got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, there's some other things in that, but yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely tap in. With, um, shout out to Luke for, um, I mean, there's a an Alaska episode, isn't there? Not. Yeah, there's one in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, know, shout I think out about to, a year ago. So. Shout out to the Flat Fidelity uh, folks and, and you know the alum as well. Um, and other than that, shit, PTP. Uh, you can cop. Actually, uh, you can cop a Path of Erda Gray Wolf cassette from PTP Bandcamp, from, from Grey Wolf's Bandcamp. Yep. Um, and that's that's really all that, that's that got to be said by me right now. Cool. So. We'll, we'll have all the necessary links in the, the show description. So we'll make it easy for you all to, to support these artists. Indeed. So, right. cool. All right. Thank you all. And uh, we'll see you next week, which I think is our last episode, right? The last uh, recording. Mm, yes, the finale. Uh, the finale. We're not going to go into like technical ecstasy and uh, <laughs> never say die. <laughs> Fair. No. Yeah. It's a choice. Keep yeah, it out of there. So. Yeah. Keep out of there. Yeah. So indeed, so. Um, Sabbath bloody, I mean, <laughs> Sabbath bloody Sabbath for podcast, bloody podcast, episode six. Six, yeah. Thank you very much. Good night.